Isn't it an amazing, wonderful feeling to develop the sixth sense as a, as a veterinarian now, which I couldn't ask you 14 years ago, but I can ask you now? It is one of the most amazing bonds. And, and the fact, you know, you touched on it, they can't speak. So being able to, to read that language and being able to understand is such a, it is a talent that most not all, but most veterinarians have, but it is also a skill. And you're exactly right. It takes years to develop it. And it takes a lot of trial and error. You have to be willing to be wrong, Mm. to miss something in order to learn from that. Um, And it brings to mind a story and and I wish it was my story, but it's not. It's a colleague of mine and she works in an emergency room and she has been a doc. I won't, I won't out her, but significantly longer than I have. Mm -hmm. And this this big German shepherd walks in and it's walking down the hallway and she's in a side room. So all she has is the width of a doorway to see this patient walk by. Wow. She knows nothing about it. And it walks by the space of a doorway and she says, that dog has something in the roof of his mouth. And sure enough, wedged up between his back molars was this big rotting stick. No one could figure out over three days, no one could figure out what was wrong with this pet. And she saw him in the space of a doorway and said, has something stuck in his mouth. So it, it, there, is, there is a magic to that moment when you get to help because you understand yeah. and because you see. I but was, you have to fail to get there. I was an expert in a big court case in Barstow. I don't even know where Barstow is. I'm sure it's beautiful, but I, they, they made me, in the summer no less, so it was like 120 degrees. They, it brought new meaning to the word you could cook an egg on the, in the parking lot on the asphalt. That's what basically it was like. And, th- and there was no one else in the parking lot. I was the expert that day. There was nobody else around. And I walk in. I have my, you know, paperwork and records, and I'm going to be the expert in this court case. And I sit down, and, you know, they didn't need me right away, so I'm sitting outside the court on a bench inside in the air conditioning, thank God, just looking through the paperwork. And all of a sudden, a woman wearing high heels, she's a secretary receptionist or something, works at the courts, starts walking. And I'm looking at the papers, and I hear the footsteps, and then I see her. She walks right in front of me, and I don't know, Mr. Big Mouth me, I, I lifted up from the papers and I said, wow, your hip must really hurt. She looks at me. She goes, what did you say? I said, your hip must really hurt. She goes, who are you? I said, I'm Dr. Clapper. What are you doing here? I said, I'm going to be an expert in this case. They're going to call me in a few minutes. She goes, I said, I'm an orthopedic surgeon. She says, give me your card. I said, okay. Here's my. She goes, I've been seeing doctors up here. Not that there's anything wrong with doctors in Barstow. But I've seen three of them already. Nobody can figure out it's my back, it's my this, it's my... They can't figure out what's the matter with me. And you're sitting here and you're just listening to my high heels come down the hallway. And you're telling me it's my hip? Sure enough, she came down. I did an x-ray. She had bone on bone in her hip. I don't know how they could miss this. But I could hear it in her gait and see it in her gait. And it's the same kind of thing. But you have to deal with this all the time because the cat, the dog, the animals, you they they can't speak. So it's really a skill set and an art form that you really have to hone in on. Uh, so how do you deal with all the noise of what food to give them? How do you teach us? How does one of your patients, and I'm not quite sure who you mean. Is it the dog or is it the owner? But... How do you educate them of how to find the right food for their pet? So 
you know, we touched on a little bit in the beginning. To me, it's incredibly important. If the owner won't listen and doesn't have a trusting relationship with me as the veterinarian, then I can't help my mm-hmm. patient. Right. So you, you touched on it, right? It's got to be both the pet and the owner. I have to have owner buy-in in order to get the diet that I want to see happen to that patient. Mm-hmm. So we've got to work together. There is not enough research out there about some of these newer things. You know, you, anyone who is in the pet food industry or has a pet and is doing research, there's a lot of talk about fresh pet foods out there. There's a lot of talk about raw pet mm. foods out there. And, oh, my, do people get contentious about the difference. And my approach is we don't have all the information. I am, at the end of the day, a scientist. I love my research. I love facts. I love being able to verify things. So I tend to use the research we have to guide people either towards or potentially away from paths they're looking at. But an interesting conversation I just had with a client was that the absence of research does not in and of itself make a product bad. Mm. So if you are interested in, let's say, raw pet food, we don't have research that supports that that is actually better. But people who are, let's talk about your, your Tao author, people who are very big into my dog descended from wolves Mm -hmm. and I want natural diets like they would have found in the wild. If I start talking about Mars extruded kibble pet food, that owner isn't going to trust and listen to me. So we have to find a way to look at what is going to be best for them that they're comfortable with and for the pet without going down a dangerous path. Mm -hmm. There's a big issue happening right now with pet food diets. There's been a large fad, particularly in dogs, of no grain grain-free food. Mm. And it's been about a decade now that that's been on the rise. And we are now starting to see very, very early significant cardiac disease Mm. in dogs with a consistent history of grain-free diets. Mm. And we're still trying to figure out why. And this is where the research comes in. We've gone up and down on several theories. And the answer is not fully clear yet. Mm. But it is linked to a grain-free diet wow so if there's a lot to it there you go all those caveman diets keto diets thank you very much if you're seeing it in dogs you're gonna see it in humans later on probably wow what's the number one before i let you go what's the number one thing people do wrong when feeding their animals so the biggest thing that i talk to my clients about is the marketing that's out there is beautiful and enticing and wonderful and it talks about these ingredients but At the end of the day, the body isn't processing ingredients. The body is processing nutrients. And to get the nutrient balance correct, you need to know that you have a high-quality, highly available diet. And just because it has beautiful packaging and a great name brand and maybe an endorsing sponsor does not make the nutrients in that product available. So doing it on your own, making your own food at home, or buying something because you saw a great commercial. Mm. Those are all things that I would highly push against and try to get people to truly partner with their veterinarians. Um, And if you want to make a home diet, please, please, please go partner with a veterinary nutritionist Mm. because you're not getting it right on your own, I promise you. (laughs) And Liz, where are you practicing? By yourself or are you in a group? And how do people get a hold of you? So I love that you brought that up. I am actually in the process of opening a practice in South Bay in Redondo Beach. And uh, we'll be open here in a few months. And it's called Paw Veterinary Center. And I encourage anyone in the area to look us up. And 
we will be very excited to uh, start serving the South Bay here in a couple months. Oh, we can eat at El Tarasco while the dog and cat is being taken care of at your place. Wow. Absolutely. Oh, Liz, thanks so much for making time for us. We can, you can feel and hear the passion that you have for what you do. And that alone calms us all down and really inspires all of us at the same time. You're the greatest. And please give my best to your lovely husband. And thanks so much for making time. Appreciate it. Pleasure as always. Have okay. a great rest of your all weekend. Right. You do. God bless you. What a beautiful person. The great Dr. Liz Hicks. You got a dog or cat and you want to figure out what's the matter? That's who I'm taking him to. And I have a cat, but that cat's never been out of my house. She keeps scratching at the bowl, though. I still have to figure out what the hell's going on there. But maybe she's just entertaining me, like Liz says. Wow. All right, coming up next, we'll do some clap revision. I'll take your calls. I got to tell you a story about surfing last, sen- last Sunday with my friend CJ, where the computer and therefore no one was in the ocean. I don't have time to go other days. I only can go Sunday. And I'm going to tell you what happened when the two of us went out. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN.